once I had lost the weight, there was a plateau moment where you're just like, well, I generally like how I look, but how can I continue down this road? So I started taking weight training a little bit more seriously and strength training. Above all else, I was feeling a lot stronger Mm -hmm. and I was so proud of myself. Honestly, I just felt like a badass. Leaving leaving (laughs) the gym, you feel like a superhero. You're just like, (laughs) I can do anything. I didn't know that I had this kind of strength. What's up, guys? I'm Jeff St. Pierre, and you are listening to episode seven of Be More Well, a wellness-focused podcast where I talk to different people about their path to wellness. I sit down with health professionals, both physical and mental, musicians, athletes, and most importantly, everyday people just like you who have committed to finding the things that work best for them. My mission here is to show you the different paths that are out there. No two people are the same, and that means that no two paths to wellness are the same either. You've got to figure out what's going to work best with your body and mind. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you get all the updates from Be More Well and find us on social media. On Instagram, we are Be More Well Podcast, and on Twitter, we are just Be More Well. Feel free to DM me or message me. I love to hear from people about what they're thinking about the podcast. Also, let me know if there's something you want me to talk about. I love suggestions. Well, these are certainly some interesting times that we're in right now. If you've been listening to other episodes of Be More Well, you may notice that things sound a little bit different right now. That's because I'm now working out of my house and I'm using a different microphone and a very different studio setup. I went from a professional radio studio to the basement of my house. (laughs) So it's a little bit different, uh, but you know what? We're making do. Besides those technology changes, though, life working from home has been an adjustment, and I'm sure it's been that way for a lot of you that are doing the same. There are just so many little distractions, like those little projects that you always put off but are now staring you in the face all day long. Uh, How about the fridge full of food that's just so tempting to dive into every time you walk by? And in our house, we have a bonus fridge that's filled with beer. Very difficult not to break into that in the middle of the day either. So like most of you, my normal routines, they've been turned upside down, and I've been struggling to keep a clear head about it. It's been uh, a challenge for sure. I even had a couple of races on the calendar that I was training for. Uh, Naturally, both of those have been postponed at this point. I fully respect the decision for that. I understand why they had to do that, but those things on my calendar, calendar were pushing me to train and to stay on target with my goals. Now that they aren't happening as originally planned, I've kind of found it a little bit harder to be motivated. I don't know if any of you have been going through the same thing because pretty much everything through May has been canceled at this point. But you know what? We're all doing our best and hopefully we are all doing the right thing and we're staying home so we can get through this as fast as possible. Now, before everything started to take a turn for the worse, I did have a chance to sit down with a friend that's definitely gone through a major transformation in her life. Her journey started shortly after college when a doctor told her that she needed to make some changes. The gym started out as a kind of mandated activity, then it turned into an escape, and then turned into a career. It really is a remarkable journey that now has her competing in strongwoman competitions. She is such an impressive human being. So please allow me to introduce you to Liz Chong, who's now a personal trainer at the Under Armour Performance Center in Baltimore. Uh, Liz, it's great to talk to you. I I know that we've known each other for a couple of years, and I know you've gone through such a transformation, so I'm excited to talk to you about that. Yep, it's been quite a journey. I mean, it's it really started back in 2012 and then hit like a really awesome peak at 2014. It's been holding steady ever since. 
So 2014, you would say, would be the peak. When did we meet now? It's 2020. Did we meet, like, probably just after you started, right? It's been, it's been a solid three or four years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. since we met up, right? Yeah. I mean, that was, that was when I was at... Um well, that was two jobs ago. So, yeah, that was about four years <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, all right. So it's been a little while. Well, I'm excited to talk about this journey. I know you just came to us today actually from the gym. So how are you mm-hmm. feeling? Are you calm? Yes, now, now? You, I'm calm. I got bunny. my lift in right. this morning. I trained some clients and I'm on a high. I'm you're ready on to the go. endorphin high. Good. All right. So we got you at the right time. All right. Yep. So let's go back a few years. OK, so what made you decide you know, this is the time that I have to change my life. I have to change what I'm doing and take a different step. Uh, Growing up, I was not an athlete, never played sports, and uh, gym class was not my forte. I was was a theater person, and I was always doing, like, choir, dance, and that was kind of, like, what I considered exercise at the time. Which it is, you know. It is, but I never thought of it as, you know, getting a workout. Sure. And then... That whole pattern of not moving a lot, not exercising, kind of caught up to me. And then in college, I went to UMBC, and there was a there was a requirement to take mm-hmm. a gym class. And I was I- so jealous of colleges, <laughs> by the way, that had gym classes. Like when I hear friends talk about that, I'm like, where was that at my school? That's right. so not fair. I, I mean, on a side note, I feel like more public schools and private schools should have gym requirements for college kids. Yeah. Besides the point. Sorry. <laughs> um, So throughout my college years, I had also not been exercising and it kind of all caught up to me. I was in a long term relationship for four years through college and then we broke up and that breakup was kind of like where I kind of spiraled down. I had already been gaining steadily a significant amount of weight from not exercising um, throughout high school and college. But luckily, back then, my metabolism was pretty high. So like (laughs) most young people, they think, oh, well, I look okay. I don't need to work out. And then um, after that breakup, it kind of spiraled down into emotional eating, Mm -hmm. um, drinking way too much. I was smoking like two packs a week. And I had been noticing that I was getting sick very frequently. Mm -hmm. So I went to my doctor and um, she put me on the scale, did the blood pressure thing and I was consistently feeling lethargic, consistently feeling like once I got sick, I was sick for very long stretches of time. Yeah, it's hard to break out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she put me on the scale as usual, and she told me very, in an objective way that, you know, per my BMI, I was overweight for my height. And then she told me that I also had hypothyroidism, which contributes to fluctuations in weight gain, the feeling of being tired all the sure. time, not having enough energy. Can I so, ask you how old you were when this happened, by the way, when you were at the doctor? So that was, I was in my early 20s, probably I was 22. Okay. And that was kind of like that that catalyst for yeah. me where, you know, I, I had known in the back of my mind that I was unhealthy. I had no actual healthy habits and the thought of wanting to start was very overwhelming. So yeah. I just didn't. And then when she told me that I could regulate my hypothyroidism with diet and exercise and just kind of see how that goes and take it from there and revisit the doctor's office if I needed to later on, then that would be like the like the temporary. Let's just see how this goes. Yeah. I joined a gym in my area and I was I was it was like going back to first grade or something. I was so nervous. (laughs) 
So I jumped on a treadmill and just started doing what I thought was like the, the most simple exercises that I wouldn't feel so embarrassed to do. So I started running on the treadmill, mm-hmm. doing the ellipticals. And in high school, we had a weightlifting class. And okay. so I knew like the basics of like, you know, I'll do like a dumbbell bench press. You know, I'll do some variation of a squat. It was a lot of seated um seated assisted machines sure, like yeah. pin machines and stuff well, so when you walk into a place like that that's what you say i don't mean to interrupt you but mm-hmm. I, I think what you just said too like when you were in high school you had a weightlifting class so you at least had a little bit of experience right i you mentioned earlier that you think that more public and private universities should offer a gym mm-hmm. class or make it a requirement and i think that's so important because i've made a lot of health mistakes in my life but one thing that i always look back on is i never used the free gyms at my mm-hmm. at my school because i didn't know how to use the equipment i didn't want to walk into those places and look like an idiot trying right. to lift weights right but there there was no there was no class there was no option of like here's how you go into a place like this and here's what you should do mm-hmm. you know to to be better for that I think you're I think you're dead on I think that would be such an important class or an important mm-hmm. um I don't know elective for yeah. people to take so they can experience that and understand what it's all about yeah and even now as you know I'm a personal trainer now I know it like skipped a lot but uh the majority of the members that I see at my gym and the clients that I've been training, the biggest thing for them is that they don't know what to do. Yeah. And they feel embarrassed on how to start because they're looking around and everybody else looks and seems like they know what they're doing. But you yourself, you're just kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'll just go on a treadmill because that's an easy right. option for me. And I I'm don't not gonna look, look stupid. stupid there. Right. Right. Yep. But yeah, so circling back, you know, I ended up losing about uh, 40, 40, close to 50 pounds. Wow, okay. And then um, I quit smoking. I drank significantly less and started building healthier habits. Sure. Um, then I caught, as you call it, the workout bug. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I started falling in love with just the process. Um, it, it was a great stress reliever because I was kind of, you know, my career was taking a lot of different turns at the time. And like my time at the gym was time that I dedicated just for me. Yeah. It was like meditation almost where I go in, I focus on just what's in front of me at that moment and anything else that's been on my mind leading up to then is just on pause. So it's awesome that you found that, that you found that place. Cause I feel like for a lot of people, um, when they're trying to make those healthy choices, mm-hmm. starting is such a difficult thing because you come up with a million different excuses. Oh, I'll start on Monday. Oh, I already missed that. I'll start next Monday. Like there's always an excuse to not start. But then there's that moment where when you do start, you see that initial reaction your body has. Maybe you drop five to 10 pounds and you're like, this is awesome. And that plateau is right. the other killer, right? Because you mm-hmm. hit that, people hit that plateau and go, oh man, I haven't lost weight in a couple of weeks. What am I doing wrong? And then it's back into that downward spiral. Right. But you seem to have hit that stride. And that was that point. You're like, okay, this is it. This is that moment I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. I can commit to this now. Yeah. So many people don't make it there. Yeah, that's true. Once I had lost the weight, there was that moment where, like you said, there was a plateau moment where you're just like, well, you know, I generally like how I look, but how can I continue down this road. Yeah. So I started taking weight training a little bit more seriously okay. and strength training because I noticed that, you know, with the with the squats and the bench presses and like the little bit of like weightlifting that I did was 
giving me more body composition. Yeah. And it was above all else, I was feeling a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud of myself when <laughs> I was able to squat like 15 pounds heavier than I did the week before. And, you know, I just, honestly, I just felt like a badass. Leaving, at, <laughs> leaving the gym, awesome. you feel like a superhero. You're just like, <laughs> I can do anything. I didn't know that I had this kind of strength. Yeah. And um, that's been like the most rewarding part of this entire journey was, you know, the weight loss is great. And I'm, I'm happy about that part of this experience. But I think above all else, I found this uh, newfound love for strength yeah. and strength training and what it can do for your body. Um, you know, it builds that body composition that just cardio is not able to mm-hmm. achieve. And on top of that, it's uh, training your body for longevity, meaning that, you know, because I'm doing all the strength training now, my joints are a lot happier, healthier. I'm yeah. moving without that much pain on a on a like consistent basis, and I can do this for the rest of my life. So, um, well, that's a, a big thing too. Like I, I know, thinking back uh, an episode or two ago of this podcast, I had a woman by the name of Erin Washington in mm-hmm. here. She just wrote a book called Squats and Margaritas. But one <laughs> thing that she talks about in there is about how you know, again, going back to that sort of uneducatedness of going into the gym. I don't know if that's a word, uneducatedness. But eh. going back to that, <laughs> people think you walk into a gym, you can do the treadmill, and that's going to be the answer. Like you mm-hmm. can hop on and run, and that's going to be the answer. And she's like, because when you just lift weights, sometimes you don't sweat as much, mm-hmm. you know, because your body reacts differently but if you get on the treadmill you know you're going to sweat and people associate sweat with a good workout right she's like but sometimes you just you have to lift those weights i mean Mm -hmm. you have to have a balance of those two things you know to to make your body react and to make the changes that your body needs right and i mean like even beyond body composition and just muscle tone it's strength training is really important just for functional movement for your daily life. Sure. So my gym has a physical therapy clinic. It's called FX Physical Therapy. The physical therapists and I, we kind of share patient clients. Okay. So they see their therapy with them and then they supplement that therapy with training with me. Makes sense. And the majority of the of their patients that I see, they all need strength training because they their muscles aren't uh, strong enough to be able to support the joint sure. that, it, that it's holding. So um, that's been one of like those big lessons that I've learned through this journey was just that, you know, it's not just because it feels good, but it's because it's required if you want to live like just a lot of movement without a lot of pain. Yeah. A healthy life. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now, you're a woman and you have taken on strength training. And I know there's a common thing that a lot of women will think like, oh, I don't want to lift weights because Mm -hmm. I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to look like those bodybuilders that we see on TV. Right. But you can lift weights and not go down that road. Right. So this is something that I tell every new client, um, particularly with women that, you know, they tell me they want to feel strong. They want, they know they need to lift weights. But again, like, I just don't want to be that bulky girl. And truthfully, it just simply isn't true. Right. So unless you want that level of athleticism and that kind of body build, uh, you have to make it pretty much your career. Yeah. You have to be extremely determined. You have to be very dedicated. You have to eat like all day. very strict. <laughs> yeah. And and the amount that you train is is like very regimented. For sure. 
and is not achievable if you're just planning on strength training for like, you know, three out of five days or whatever it is. So like it's not a realistic goal. And realistically, that's not the kind of body that you'll get unless you're going like all the way to the max. Like if that's your goal, then you have to go like head first. This is your commitment. Right. Like that's all you're going to be doing. Right. Now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That is interesting because I, I do think that's something that so many people think. I want to touch back on your career there for just mm-hmm. a second because your career has shifted. And this is something about your story that I think is awesome because mm-hmm. you were doing something that you thought you wanted to do. You know, you went to college, you studied and you got a job after college. But then through your health journey, you decided, wait a minute, there's something else that I want out Mm -hmm. of this. And I'm going to add that goal to this as well. So can you kind of dive back into the career thing for a second? Yeah. So I I graduated with a degree in uh, media communications and also a a BA in political science. Okay. So I kind of went into like the nonprofit slash political realm. That didn't quite pan out for me because I didn't feel like the work that I was doing was making a difference. Okay. And when I went through this fitness journey, felt the results, saw the results, and you know, I I ended up like even competing in weightlifting competitions where oh, I we're just We're going to talk about that. <laughs> Don't you worry. We're going to get there, okay? Um, I wanted every woman and every man to feel the way that I felt, just the things that I can, that I can accomplish once I like have a goal and stay dedicated, I ended up quitting my nine to five job. And then I was a bartender full time on and off while I was studying to get my um, personal training certification. I was an intern at the gym that I was going to, the Under Armour Performance Center, learned a lot through personal trainers who let me kind of shadow their clients and stuff. Um, And now I'm a trainer full time. And it's so different from working a nine to five. Yeah. You know, with a nine to five, you you sit at a desk for eight or so hours <laughs> and then and then you, you know, you go home, you have your routine with uh, with being a personal trainer. It's uh, you're on your feet a lot more, which I actually love that. Yeah. And you, you get more face to face time. And this is more salesy than I had ever uh, had experience with because mostly I was behind a computer the whole time. Sure, yeah. So, you know, it's different, but so much rewarding. Like I have clients from like, my one client, she, she's she got osteopenia and her goal was to get stronger because, because of her bone density. Okay. She needed to get stronger in, in order for her to live a pain-free life. And, you know, she would go back to the doctor every few months and get bone density scans. And through her training with me and uh, like her going in and building a routine on her own outside of our training sessions, you know, her bone density has increased. She's feeling stronger. Awesome. She's moving better. Um, I have another client who uh, had both knees. The patella tendon had to be shortened because he had a, uh, a sports injury. Okay. And he wasn't able to go into any kind of knee flexion without an extreme amount of pain. Mm. But now he's doing a full squat. And That's awesome. Like, it's those things that just make this whole personal training part of my journey like so rewarding because, you know, the awesome way that I felt with my own journey, I'm helping other people in theirs. And it might not be this, like no one journey is going to be the same from another one. Everyone has sure, their yeah. own personal journey that it's going to be different in goals, different in, you know, how you train and, and all that stuff. But the overall, just like the the results that come out of it are just amazing. And it, 
it's those kinds of moments that make this job so well worth me taking that risk to leave my steady nine to five and um I'm still kind of using my degrees <laughs> yeah, in, in different ways, in different ways. But yeah, but um, I've got no doubt in my mind that this was this was what I was meant to do. Yeah. I was meant to help people um, move better, feel stronger and just live healthier I love it. lives. I, you know, I, I, and not to not to keep promoting my own podcast here that we're <laughs> on, but in, in one of the earlier episodes, too, I talked to a guy who was a bartender for many years mm-hmm. in New York City, and and he got to this point in his own life where it was no longer healthy for him to do that job. I mean, you, you bartend, so you know, like, as much as people might think you're you're just a bartender, like, there are, are things that come along with that. He talked about hyperextending his knees all the time yeah. from leaning over bars mm-hmm. to get to people and just the long hours and the weird schedule that you have. So he had to, to make that jump to change the career, and, and that's always a scary move for people like there mm-hmm. are people that have done the same thing for you know 20 30 years of their life and they know it's not where they want to be they're not happy but it's the fear of changing that yeah. keeps people from doing that and I love the fact that you you recognize that what you were doing wasn't something you were passionate about right but your your, your little side hobby if you will and I don't mean to downplay it but your, your side thing that you had going on with the gym and working out that's what you were passionate about and you started to find that that's where your brain was that more often and, and you yeah. took that leap. You yep. made that leap to get into that. I, I think it's so commendable and admirable. Thank I love you. it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, like anytime I was at the office, I was just like looking at the clock, like, when can I go to the gym? Right. And it like I said before, like it was like that that time in my day that I can just devote to not thinking about all the things that were stressing me out. And it was just like me time. Yeah. And, you know, that was that moment where I was like, you know, if my brain is somewhere else when I'm supposed to be doing my job, then maybe that's that's the message. That, that's the yeah. sign from the universe yeah. that's saying, like, you know, try out a new career. It's going to be scary. It's going to be hard. And yeah. it, it was both of those things. Um, but very well worth it. That's awesome. And seeing the, like you were just talking about, too, seeing the way – your clients react and seeing the changes in their life, you actually get to see the progress. I think, uh, you know, from my standpoint, uh, working for a radio station, we do one big annual festival. We call it Sunday in the country. And when I get to get out on the stage and introduce an artist that's coming out and I look out there and I see, you know, 15, 16,000 people, I think that's that that to me is the rewarding part because mm-hmm. I go, wow, we put together an awesome party and an awesome day that all these people want to come have a good time right. at, you know, and I just it, I just get over overwhelmed with yes. that feeling of like, man, I really did something. It's like that feeling of being some a part of something bigger right. than yourself. Right. Like the hard work that you put into something really mattered. And, mm-hmm. But you're changing people. Like I might give them a good party for a day. <laughs> you are literally changing people's lives. My boss, he uh, he's a little bit of a nerd. <laughs> and he also God, is like very, he he's, he's a really funny guy. <laughs> he's like the light in the room, yeah. the comical, like the comical guy around the gym saying hello to everybody but like he and I will be in like the trainer's office just talking shop and then I'll have a client I'm like all right I'll see you out there and he he'll always say go change some lives (laughs) that's funny and before I used to laugh but it's actually true it's it's not an understatement at all to say that you know the people who work in this industry really are helping to change people's lives to be healthier to move more especially because our society is so sedentary for the most part a lot of us sit down in a chair with our hip flexed for hours upon end we get out of work maybe we do go to the gym but then we go ahead 
home and then we're sitting down right back on the couch yep so anything to get people moving and just taking a different viewpoint of what fitness could be for you and how it could fit in it doesn't have to be a gym you know what i mean yeah fitness can be different for everybody too you know you just have to find that thing like um i was reading a book recently where they talk about just you know walking your dog is an important part of the day like Mm -hmm. being outside so you know soaking in you know the vitamin d or whatever right uh being outside and just moving Yes. Just physically moving your body because, mm-hmm. as you said, we have become so sedentary in mm-hmm. everything. I mean, everything can be done sitting down, right? Exactly. Basically, so just having that activity. All right, so you're, you're changing people's lives uh, with your job, and and you've come through such a major transformation too. Your life has mm-hmm. changed. Did you ever think at any point in your life that you would be competing in strong woman competitions? Because <laughs> I, you are a superhero in my eyes. When oh. I see those videos, I'm like, damn, Thank that you. girl can lift some serious weight. That's awesome. Uh, no, if, uh, if you told me even like 10 years ago that I would be placing in strong woman competitions three years in a row, humble brag. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not humble brag. It is brag. Do it. Um, I wouldn't have believed you. I mean, I was, I was in a place where I was, I had never really had training before Yeah, and I had help. Because, I mean, I knew from my days of weightlifting in high school, just from like those classes, that there, that form matters. There's a specific way that you should move your body when sure. you're loading it. That's the most effective. I also knew from my fitness journey moving forward that the experience and knowledge of a personal trainer, like someone who does this for a living, is valuable. And that like, you know... I had to swallow my own pride and admit that I don't really know what I'm doing. And I have this very specific goal. Like when actually one of my friends, Amy, she was the one who suggested that that I compete. And I was like, there's no way I can do that. Like I've never done anything like this before. That's heavier than I've ever picked up like ever. And she's like, trust me, you can do it. And then um, I worked with personal trainers to help me with my program and it was different from what I had done. It was more lifting, it was more metabolic conditioning. It was stuff that I never would have been able to come up with on my own. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's definitely like the value in getting expertise and advice from someone that has like the qualifications to do so and the experience to do so. So through working with personal trainers over the last three years, I've placed in the last three strong woman competitions, which is very exciting for me. Yeah. And, um, Have you won yet? In my head, yes. Okay, no, that's fine. I don't mean that. I'm not trying to sound insulting because I, I do think placing, getting, just just doing it is yeah. a win. You have to celebrate. I always tell people you have to celebrate the victories. Yes. Whatever that victory means to you, mm-hmm. you have to celebrate that. So you know, getting third place, second place, whatever. But I, I want you to get that title. I want, uh, I want it too. <laughs> I'm pulling for it. I'm pulling for the title this year. Okay. When Keeping is your my next fingers one? Fingers crossed. Uh, the next one is September. Oh, okay. It's usually the third uh, Sunday of September. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to make sure I mark that off on my calendar and uh, see if we can come out and support you. Yeah. And cheer you on. I would love that. Awesome. I'd love to see you. I also <laughs> love that you reached out to other trainers. Like I, mm-hmm. I used to work out at the gym that you work at right mm-hmm. now. And one of the things that I always loved about that place, and it, it probably sounds stupid, but I, I never really thought about trainers working with other trainers. Yeah. But I loved when I would go in to work out and I would see the trainers there working with each mm-hmm. other because each person had a slightly different 
expertise, right. if you will. So, you know, there was one guy that was really great at mobility mm-hmm. and like and stretching. So I'd see him working with other trainers and teaching them the way to, you yeah. know, foam roll or do whatever to work on their mobility. But then I'd see him working with someone else that was teaching him how to lift better. And I'm right. like, this is so awesome to see that. Like you said, everyone kind of has like their thing that they're really good at. Yeah. And, you know, for me, like getting to a point of lifting more weight and doing it with good form like I had to learn that from somebody and even as a personal trainer now it's so valuable to me that we can learn from each other as personal trainers because you know you don't want to ever get into a routine and then not continue to learn so we're always challenging each other to you know learn more listen to this podcast here's a great article about strength training sure you know these are great resources for you to go to we even have like what we call our leadership library <laughs> where we put like useful uh like books and programs oh, and awesome. things like that um so we're always kind of learning from each other and as a, a first-time trainer during my onboarding period shadowing other trainers was part of that process but i still shadow my my boss and other trainers just so I can continue to keep learning because yeah. you know I want I want to challenge myself and my clients that 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 way they continue to learn new movements and adapt and then you know let's set new goals and you know it's always going to be something a little different yeah um and I'm always going to push my clients and push myself to be better than the day before. So how old are you right now? I know I'm not supposed to ask people, <laughs> but how old are you right now? I'm 30. You're 30. Okay, wait till you get 35. And then <laughs> metabolism changes all over. No, I'm kidding. So you're 30. This journey kind of started back when you were about 22 when mm-hmm. you went to see the doctor. So it's been about an eight-year journey for you. What would you say to 21-year-old Liz right now? What's that one Winnie the Pooh quote? I'm s- you're stronger than you think. Oh, Yeah. Right. Braver than you seem. (laughs) I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what it is either. Should we look it up? Maybe. (laughs) Here we go. Look at Winnie the Pooh's stronger quote is like the first thing that comes up. All right. Always remember you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and loved more than you know. Yes. I I think that's what I would tell myself. Yeah. Um, And didn't have the right support to help me through a very tough time. And that took a very physical toll on my body as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, w- when you spiral down that way and you don't have the right support to kind of help lift you up and encourage you, it's really hard when you know there's something you need to do and you just don't know where to start. Yeah. And so. listening for that help too is a big thing. I know for me in my journey, it was about, uh, let's see, about four years ago now. I was about 30, well, I guess three years. I was like 36 when, I, well, 35, so four years uh, when I started to see my body change. I started getting really frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, like you said, I kind of went to this like dark hole because I was doing so great. I was running and doing all these half marathons and I felt awesome. And then it just changed overnight for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just didn't know how to get out of it. So I got, you know, kind of depressed about it. And there were people in my life that were telling me like, Hey, if you try this or you try mm-hmm. that, it might, it might help. And looking back on that, I wish I had listened, but I don't think I was, I don't think I was in a place where I could listen. I don't think I was prepared to listen. Right. Um, so I think that's another big thing too. Like when people are offering help, I think sometimes you got to be able to accept that with open mm-hmm. arms and say, okay, let, let's do this. Like, I'm ready yeah. for this. And I think, you know, whether it be friends or family or you reaching out to a professional, personal trainer or not, I think everyone at some point needs a community. Yes. 
Yes, that is such a good point. So for me, I I took part in group classes at the gym as a member. This was before um, I became a personal trainer. And like that community of people who, you know, you show up like three to five days a week, you work out together, you sweat together, and you encourage one another. It's so empowering. And I think that was such a huge component of why I had made it that far, why I had gotten so far in my journey and lost the weight and gotten stronger and reached new plateaus. And um, I had a group of people who were pushing me from, from behind and I was pushing them just as well. Yeah. So I remember working out at the gym that you work at the Under Armour Performance Center downtown and that was something that I really appreciated about the trainers there. Cause I, I had worked with one trainer in particular, her name is Corinne. Mm-hmm. She was my trainer. But if I went in on a day when I wasn't working with her, I still recognized and knew a lot of the other trainers there just from being in the room all the time. Mm-hmm. And they would always, you know, check in house things. And, and these are people that I'm not, you know, I'm not paying them. You know, right. we're not, we're not on, you know, a regular schedule to meet, but there was still a community of people right. and they, they cared about you. Even if they weren't working with you, they still were like, I see that person in here all the time. I couldn't even tell you half their names right now, but, <laughs> but we still would have that moment of being like, Hey, how's your day? How are mm-hmm. you doing on there? Did you pick up the speed? How's the way, you know, there was always a conversation and I, I did love that atmosphere about yeah. that. And I think you can find that in other places. I, I kind of have that mm-hmm. um, at my current gym, but I, I go at such irregular times that I don't <laughs> I don't know all the same people that are there. But there is some sense of community, and that is such an important thing to find where you belong, that tribe mm-hmm. that's going to help you yeah. move forward. If you can't find it in yourself to start your journey on your own, I think at that point, like, you know, reaching out to a friend or a family member, someone that you can, you know, like, kind of take the journey, take that first step with without feeling like you're embarrassed um, is really important. If that's not a possibility, then just give a thought to, you know, reaching out to a trainer, go to your gym, say, hey, I'm a member here. I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, do you mind like if you and I have a conversation, I'd love to talk. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Um, So every now and then, even at my gym, like if I see someone who's doing something, who looks like they're a little lost, I'll just introduce myself and just be like, hey, yeah. I'm Liz. I work here. How are you? And like, just at least like <laughs> yeah. be personable with them. I think that's that's a missing component in a lot of um, gym facilities is that like most people are in and out in their own own space. Yeah, headphones in, right. like ready to go. Yeah. Um, and I think that whole like sense of community is really important for people who are, you know, serious about you know, working out, but not really sure how to navigate. Like, I think that's where, you know, we need to talk to each other more. We just need to, you know, sometimes put our headphones away and be more human. Yeah. um, And offer suggestions or help if you, if, if it's warranted. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that like uh, my coworkers and I try to apply in our facility just to make sure that everyone's feeling welcome um, and feeling like they're not in such a nerve wrecking place. For sure, yeah, I know. It can be a scary place. As we talked about before, it can be a scary place if you're not familiar with the gym, if you haven't gone a lot. It can definitely be an intimidating place, but Mm -hmm. opening up and asking people and talking to people, that is a great way to break down uh, that barrier. So one thing, we're talking about reaching out to people right now. Uh, In case anybody listening right now is intrigued or interested to learn more about you or Mm -hmm. maybe want to reach out to you about becoming a client or whatever, is there a place that you want to share with people they can do that? Um, So I work at the Under Armour Performance Center at... 10 Light Street, downtown Baltimore. 
Um, you can shoot me an email. My email is lchong at fxstudiosteam.com. Or you can find me on Instagram. I'm at liz.chong. Liz.chong. Okay, perfect. Liz, uh, your story is amazing. And I'm so glad that our paths have continued to cross in, in kind of random ways over yeah. the years. I mean, we met here in the station when you were still doing PR as mm-hmm. your career and then hadn't seen you for a while. Then I bump into you. I think it was at the gym that I bumped into you, right? It or... was at the gym. And then I bumped into you and your fiance at the bar. Yes, <laughs> which is a place we <laughs> frequent a lot. But it was, I want to, was it New Year's? Was it New Year's, I think? Yes. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, it has been kind of random meetings, mm-hmm. but I, but I am. I'm so glad that uh, the universe has kept us in contact because I love watching your journey. I I love seeing how happy you are and just how excited you are to do what you do. And now that I have this project I'm working on, I love that I was able to bring you back in to share more of your story (laughs) because I learned a lot about you today, too. And I I feel very thankful about that. So thank you um, for having me. This has been a pleasure. It's It's been a lot of pleasure is all mine. We're (laughs) going to get you back in here. And I have this dream. I have this dream right now that eventually uh, I'll be able to afford to buy wireless microphones. Because what I want to do is I want to take this on the road, and I want you to kick my ass like okay. in the gym, and I want to <laughs> and I want to work out with the microphone on, so you can like, so people can hear it and come along for the journey. I need to find a way to get these microphones, but if I can get there, I, I want to do this. I want. I'm so down for whatever you want to do. It's gonna sound a lot like this. <sighs> Stop it. <laughs> gonna be like, breathe, Jeff, breathe. <laughs> but I, I think it'd be so so much fun if we could make this happen. But uh, Liz Chong, personal trainer at Under Armour Performance Center in Baltimore. Uh, thank you so much and and just congratulations what an amazing story thank you very much um it's been awesome being on the show thank you for the invitation i'm honored to be here um honored yeah and look forward to all the great content to come All right, thank you all for taking some time out of your day to listen to episode seven of Be More Well. My name is Jeff St. Pierre. Don't forget to subscribe to this and follow us on social media on Instagram at Be More Well Podcast and on Twitter at Be More Well. Thank you again, and hopefully I'll be talking to you soon. Be safe out there.